Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Behind the Bench. I'm your host, Alex Shimino, alongside me, Tommy Vlahos, and our producer, Mason Savage, Mason Money Savage. Um, just happy to be here and introduce the podcast. And we're going to get into intros for everyone real quick, but I'd like to tell you what we're all about. Um, our podcast started uh, just a few months ago with our professor in our sports media class, J.P. Reigns. Absolute beauty got us uh, a project to do with interviewing uh, different athletes around Laurentian or it didn't have to be uh, Laurentian University. So what we did is we said, hey, we'd like to start a podcast and he was all for it. So a big shout out to him. And uh, now we're here and what our goal is to is to showcase Northern Ontario talent, whether it's athletic or not, doesn't matter. Also, any Laurentian talent as well. That's what we're here to do and uh, showcase that, give a platform to boost it. And uh, just overall, have great conversations with people. And um, so here we are, behind the bench. Um, so I'm Alex Chimino, and I'll, I'll get into myself a little bit later. But without further ado, let me interview, let me introduce my co-host, sorry, Tommy Vlahos. How you doing, buddy? Good, buddy. Well, what an intro. I mean, I'm just going to be here along for the ride, and I'm going <laughs> to listen to your voice all, uh, the whole podcast. So Tommy, give us a give us a little intro about yourself. What are you up to, and uh, what you've been doing lately? Well, golf season's almost done. I think it's gonna be sad for all of us to say that. So it's uh, getting a little cold, but uh, no, reading week's over. We're uh, starting back to reality tomorrow, back to school. So other than that, um, quick shout out to like you said to JP for making this all happen. I don't think without this project, we would have probably had a thought about doing this. So um, without him. Uh, we wouldn't uh, be here tonight on a Sunday night recording. So I'm looking forward to see what we can do in the uh, upcoming months with, uh, with the interviews that we have planned. And hopefully our listeners can enjoy what we, uh, what we got going on. Yeah. A couple sick interviews uh, up already on the slate that we're totally psyched to, to show everyone. And we'll turn it over to producer Mason Savage. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for the intro boys. Yeah. Um, not sure what experience I really bring for this role, but no brainer when uh, you guys asked me to join the team coming from a similar program to the SPAD program, uh, graduated from the post-grad at George Brown College for sport and event marketing. So hopefully give uh, some expertise from that to you guys. And other than that, hopefully line up some good guests and just keep you guys on track a little bit. But other than that, let's, uh, let's kick things off and We'll have a good time. Um, just to guys let you know, Mason Savage is also the social media coordinator for the ID Cup. Also ID Cup champion, not a big deal. Um, congrats on that, buddy, and thanks for joining us on the show. Couldn't ask for a better producer and someone to pump our podcast out, so that means a lot. Um, so this is what our podcast is about, and we're going to be doing a bi-weekly. We're going to try and upload every second Tuesday. Uh, just uh, we'll do a little quick preamble what we've been up to talk about anything that's going on here in Sudbury or or wherever and uh, also we'll always have an interview on tap um, and we have a few good ones uh, on tap for uh, this uh, episode so Tommy uh, who did you interview today uh, sorry last night and uh, how was it well both of us actually had the pleasure of interviewing Brett Jacklin so he was nice of, uh, of him to have us over on uh, a nice Saturday night. So we uh, got into that interview and we talked about from his playing days in Sudbury to the days that he was playing with me and how ultimately he got drafted and I was just, you know, now uh, making a podcast. So we uh, we got into the whole story from the Sudbury days all the way to the OHL and to uh, an OUA stud. So it was a, it was a good interview. It was a good uh, good way to start out. Yeah, it was a blast. A lot of, lot of laughs and a lot of good stories. 
we got to crack them open a little little later into into the interview. It was a little bit shy, just classic Jack. Yeah, a little, I think but, he was a little a little nervous to start, but then Brett got uh, Brett got going a little bit later. So yeah, first jet of nerves, you know. It's not the first time he's done something like that, you know, maybe topping his tee shot in front of the gallery <laughs> at the Idaho Golf and Country Club. But, hey, hey, we'll leave that aside. Um, and then we got to interview his his partner in crime, Stephen Johnston. Wow, what a treat that was. I think the listeners are going to want to have him on, on a weekly basis. I think uh, Steve was going to blow some uh, blow some water out here. And, you know what, Steve was – I, uh, some stories that I heard, I have never heard before. So, and the experience that he had non Canada, non North America was something that, uh, that the listeners are going to love. So I'm excited to, for that when that interview yeah. gets released. Yeah. Stevie was a treat. Uh, hilarious, just hilarious. Um, he, he was, uh, taking you all around the, the globe, but when it came to hockey and I think we can line up a few more of his, uh, siblings. I mean, he's got six of them. So there's another, Five interviews right there, including his felt, sandbagger uh, I, brother Ryan Johnston. I felt Steve was so in California. Good. I felt Steve was so good that he could have gone into media. Like, I mean, oh, we asked him one question and we had ten minutes to prep for the next one. It oh, felt like, it was, like he he was going on on the first question. I was like, I didn't unbelievable. Think questions were that good? You know, he was, he was good. <laughs> He's, he was awesome. You just had to say a word and he'd go. He'd just yeah. go. It, it was awesome. So yeah, so those are the two interviews we have lined up. Um, for this episode actually it's going to be a, a two-part uh, premiere that we're giving out it's going to be two episodes right off the hop um with uh, two interviews one with brett jackman like we said and then uh, one with stevie johnson so without any further ado we're going to turn it over to our interview with brett jackman and let you listen What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Behind the Bench with Alex Shimino and Tommy Vlahos. Welcome to the pod, a uh, brand new pod that we're bringing out to everyone. I'm just showcasing some local talent here in Sudbury. Um, so again, this is Alex Shimino alongside Tommy Vlahos. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, buddy. Good to hear, good to hear. Alongside us today, we got a couple great guests, a couple great beauties to start off uh, our podcast with. Um, and we're going to start our interview off with Brett Jacklin. And uh, as well, chiming in with us is uh, Stephen Johnson, absolute beauty. Um, and, and we're going to have a good time. So without further ado, we're going to let Tom introduce Brett here. First of all, my best friend, former teammate, which we'll get into a little bit later, a Sudbury, Ontario kid who was drafted to the OHL in 2016 by the Sioux Grounds in the 10th round, 190th overall. Tallying up 21 points over 102 games. Is that good? He spent two seasons with the Grounds and one season spent with the Wolves. Currently a member of the Laurentian Voyagers men's hockey team. Welcome to the podcast, Brett and Michael Jacklin. Well, thanks for uh, having me, boys. Pleasure to be on this, and I'm excited to get going. How you been, buddy? Great. Just uh, making the most of those times and uh, just trying to have fun. Out of boy. Good stuff. You guys? Yeah, awesome, man. Um, where to get right into it? How about that? Getting right into your career? Yeah. How old were you when uh, you first started playing? Uh, laced them up when I was uh, three years old at the Barry McGorry Hockey School. Learned to skate there on a little trike, and uh, that's where it started. Good stuff. Did, do you have a favorite team and player that you try to make it, mimic your game around? Uh, favorite team, Leafs, good Canadian team. Can't go wrong with that. Brutal. Brutal. And uh, playing style, maybe like another local talent, Marcus Foligno, you know, nice. big, big boy, power forward. Try to do that and then... Likes punching glass. Not yeah. Marcus, but, but Jackal. Uh, try to score uh, the occasional goal and, uh, yeah. Are you a fan of the uh, Jumbo Joe signing yesterday? Yeah, it was good to see a little veteran presence in nice. the room. Yeah. like yeah. to see that. That's what the Leafs need. Good stuff. So uh, talk to us some about some of your experience and memories you have in your early years of your career, besides absolutely crushing me and Major Bantam. By the way, you averaged roughly around a point per game that season, but had nine rips in six playoff games. Is, is that good? What do you remember most from that season? Uh, well, yeah, I think that was our first year we finally beat you there, Tommy. We were getting spanked every year before that by like 9 nothing or something like that. But uh, the Wolves are finally on top that year. And, uh, yeah, we finally got together and then we were able to do some uh, damage after that in the following years as well. But, yeah, uh, I think it was our first of three straight championships in a row. And, uh, yeah, big playoff run there. Yeah, let's let's go through that uh, year a little bit. Um, 
and just you know you guys had a solid core throughout that entire year you had a couple draft picks you had um billy moscow um chris clark a little late round but um you know a couple great guys that, that played on that team and coaching staff with you know craig mack he was uh, a great guy as well um so talk to us about that year and just some of the guys on your team and and what that year meant to you heading into your draft year yeah for sure i think uh that was our first year lamore came in as well yeah so yeah. that was a big addition for sure he brought a lot of uh good uh games for us and uh uh, yeah, no, like big year for sure. Like you said, going in the draft year, so just trying to build up the confidence going into the year ahead, just uh, tuning up my skills and whatnot. And just like I said, biggest thing was trying to get the confidence up and ready for the big uh, year because obviously a lot of kids are nervous that age and just gotta have to go in with calmness and play your game. Yeah, you guys uh, went to the OHFs that year, I believe. Um, you got any stories from that season at all or anything? That was in Timmins, eh? Yeah, yeah Timmins. So, uh, Top yeah, not the ideal location <laughs> where some of the other white chefs are, but you know, Timmins, we go there quite often during the year, so it wasn't a surprise for us when it was still snowing in March or something. But uh, no, it was good, good experience for sure. You play, uh, I think, a game a day for a week straight, so <laughs> so no, you kind of get used to that a uh, bit of a grind there and a couple practices here and there, but no, no uh, real uh, highlights would have been better if we uh came out on top but you know it was still a fun experience and a good good first stepping stone for exposure and all that so to go along with that point uh, after that major bantam year nickel city who obviously i played for and you played for Sudbury, uh and minor midget they finally decided to combine the team so how did you feel having to be now teammates with some players that you played against your whole life including myself yeah so that was for sure weird you know playing against these guys growing up my whole life but it was also good because it was the best of the best so we were able to put forth a good team, which was nice, and uh, we were actually be very successful that year, being also being the first year the GMO allowed uh, a minor team to play in that loop. So we did that. I think we finished second with 10 less games than every other team, and we weren't allowed to play playoffs. So it would have been cool to yeah. see the damage we could have done. No kidding. But, uh, no, it was great because it was the best of the best of the local talent, and it was uh, nice to play with some of those guys instead of uh, getting scored against and dashes on. Yeah, um, that minor major year, you ended up tallying up 16 points in 21 games in league play, obviously, and two points in four games for uh, the NHA when it went in the OHL Cup tournament, which ultimately led you to get drafted. Run us through that whole experience with the week prior to the draft, the day of the draft, and just immediate reaction to it. To when um, you heard you got selected by the Greyhounds. So, yeah, draft day was definitely a crazy day for sure. You know, you hear about where you're supposed to go and stuff, and you don't really want to watch, so... I knew I wasn't going until a bit of the middle later around, so I watched uh, the first few, watched my buddies like Damien, Billy, Cameron all go, and then kind of turned off the, the laptop, just doing different things, and ended up uh, going to do some errands with my dad. We went to uh, we went to get dogs some food, and then ended up, uh, you know, nothing happened yet, so a little sad, so went and got a nice uh, DQ blizzard. Nice. Yeah. And Dino then, was trying to make you feel good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a dad. Just solid. <laughs> came home, walk in the door, and uh, my my mom just sitting at the dinner table, just locked in on the screen. Yeah. Even though we were Shawty gone. locked in on the screen. She's, she's, yeah, she's on refresh. When's my boy going? When's my boy going? <laughs> she's been on refresh when we've been gone for two yeah, hours. She's on the phone with the GM. So oh, yeah. yeah. You're drafting my kid now. <laughs> pay me. Yeah. So... We legit walk in the door, and I walk over, and I just see her there. And then out of nowhere, she just starts screaming. And she's like, oh, my God, you're drafted. And I'm like, what? And yeah. then it was just a reaction. Don't know what was going on, really. It was like mixed emotions. And then, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Ended up uh, getting a call right away after from uh, Kyle Raff, the GM of the Greyhounds. And then I think that night, went out for a nice little dinner. I think Tommy came with us. We went to Eastside yeah. Mary's. Not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, so we had a nice little dinner there, celebrated a bit, and then uh, I think hung out with the boys that night, and it was a, it was a good time for sure. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. That's awesome. Um, so that year, you get drafted, and, that, and then you had a big decision before, you know, going to camp and making, trying to make the grounds, you know. Um, you had to decide whether you're going to play midget or end up going to play junior. Uh, mm -hmm. What ultimately led you to that decision? And uh, just, you know, talking from 
the Greyhounds and, and your camp experience there. Yeah, for so uh, of course I talked with them over the decisions. They definitely think developing, and I agree, was the best playing against older, stronger guys, kind of young men, right? Yeah. So being a 16-year-old, being able to play against 20, kind of get me more ready if I'm looking to make the jump the next year to the OHL. So um, obviously I wanted to play for Rayside here if it wasn't, but uh, with 16-year-olds being limited, I ended up having to, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but move away from home at a young age of right. 16 to go to Elliott Lake. But luckily I had a buddy from your Justin Riche who I was able to live with and um, shared a car and everything so it was nice able to get around and knew someone so it made me feel more comfortable and almost yeah. at home there so that was nice for sure but uh, yeah it definitely taught me how to be like a young man yeah. especially at a young age yeah moving ta- away. yeah talking about talk about moving away and and getting billeted you know it's a, it's a culture shock for sure being 16 talk to us about that and just some of the just adjustments you had to make make so yeah so definitely different for sure you're used to mama's home cooking having yeah. breakfast ready for you and walk down the stairs your laundry all that and then you move away and it's a bit different obviously right away i had a tough uh, experience on my first bullet hose so i had to move away <laughs> and pack up all my stuff again but was able to actually move in into a really nice family that we loved and kind of made me feel like at home and uh it was just great from there and then perfect i was able to walk to school every day come home at lunchtime and they would make me whatever sandwiches soup for lunch and it was awesome so it was a really great experience for sure good stuff uh any stories from the days in Elliott lake any high school stories like how was that whole experience uh, obviously going to st charles for first, first couple of years and then going to a different high school yeah so you know you met some new friends like mostly uh just like guys on the team, guys on the team yeah. that they knew as well so you get buddies with them and then whatever but it was definitely different going from st charles to now a city with like 700 people max all old and there's like 10 people in your Mm -hmm. in your math class so it was a bit different that way but you know uh teacher very nice let us uh slide on a couple couple classes for practice and whatnot so that was good but uh yeah yeah definitely different for sure yeah uh so Following that season with Elliott Lake, your first full year with the Grounds came in 2017-2018. What a rookie year. Yeah. Uh, you make the team in your second camp and play in 49 games, telling up nine points. And your first OHL goal comes against a local team against the North Bay Battalion on November 5th. Like Run us through that experience and just some emotions you might have had in uh, scoring your first OHL goal because... Uh, me and Alex can't say. Yeah, we can't say. We, we've got that far. Yeah. Scored my first goal in beer league. It's huge, but other than that. <laughs> going down the train, you know. Yeah, no, um, for sure. So that year was big from Elliott Lake getting confidence because uh, I was able to play lots there and uh, produce a decent amount there. And then had a big off season. I was training really hard because I knew with uh, – the Sioux producing lots of great graduating players. There were spots loaded. open. Yeah, so a lot of they had a lot of guys graduating, but still a lot of good guys coming in. So it was uh it was nice. I worked really hard that summer and able to crack the lineup. And uh, yeah, first goal versus uh, Brad Shenny and Dan Walker. Nice. Yeah, was uh pretty crazy. I think it was funny how it happened. Like there was a big commotion going on behind the net. Someone got ran or something. Play almost stopped, and then I just got a pass all over from the net. Just kind of <laughs> tapped her in Merry there. Christmas. Just threw it in there, and then uh, didn't even sell it because I thought I got tipped off one of our guys. But <laughs> it was actually my goal. So I, I slowly uh, looked around, and then ended up leading the train. So I got my first one there, and then That's lined awesome. up beside Dan after. So it was good. Gave it to him a bit there at the face-off. Yeah. But it was, a, it was a pretty cool feeling. So take us through that year. I mean, dude, that team was yeah. loaded. Morgan Frost, Boris Tachuk, um, I mean, Baird Hayden. You Fifth overall. Rasmus <laughs> Sandin, Connor Timmins, Taylor Rash, yeah. Keegan Howdeshow. Like, this team was stacked. Yeah, and, and not Gettinger, to men- Verbeek, yeah. Kopaka. We yeah. had, I think, like eight graduating guys. Yeah. That it was no, not weird. to mention, okay, so you yeah. guys won 55 games that year um, and lost seven. And I think you, if I'm reading this right, you lost six or whatever in uh, in overtime. Um, talk to us about, first of all, winning 55 games in the OHL. And just like 
that run you guys went on, like that that's a crazy year. Yeah, so um we knew for sure like just looking at the year like at the star projections ranking CHL and we were we were in the top ten. So we knew like this was the year to do some damage if anything. And uh just being a part of that to begin with is pretty pretty surreal. And then uh when things started rolling, I think I think we was our win streak was like twenty six games. <laughs> That's and then nuts. that was like regulation wins and then yeah. I think it went to like thirty three where we lost to Mississauga in a shootout yeah. and like guys were legit like crying yeah. after we lost because it was like the winning culture was just right. unreal so would you guys look at the schedule and just say like we might not lose a game for a month <laughs> yeah. was, that, was that something that crossed your guys mind or uh, more game by game kind not of really more just like game by game and just like one with the flow just yeah. like honestly when right you're winning now. Everything is just so much more fun. And easier. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't even think about it. You just show up to the rink, you go to practice, yeah. like you have fun. Like hockey's like a kid again. Right. Where you're just enjoying it and then you go out there, have fun, and then when that's happening, that's when you start winning. Uh talk to us about that um experience when you guys won the Western Conference. Was it the Western yeah, Conference? Western Conference. So how was that? The little party after in the room and yeah, no, I was pretty sick. So like, right, we got like, uh, I think it's the Wayne Gretzky Trophy. I think yeah, it's called. Yeah, so it's yeah, called. we the go, Wayno. Wayno, yeah, Ski goggles. Gretter. So Gretter <laughs> came in the room. You know, we put her in the middle. We took some photos and stuff. It was pretty sick. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, like we were, <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, we had some. Some fun after all the boys got together, hung out, really enjoyed the moment together as a team because you know we worked so hard to get there. Ripped out the suit blaster. Yeah, exactly. Well, arcade games. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, like I think we had like back to back series. I went to game sevens and like That's we just want to enjoy the moment as a team of like the hard battles we had to go through. So would you guys beat that series? That was Kitchener. Kitchener. Clearly, I didn't do my homework. So. Yeah, and <laughs> games, get on your game. <laughs> game seven, double OT is when we won the, the conference there. Let's go! <laughs> and Stevie chiming in for the first time in a podcast. Stevie, how you doing, buddy? How you feeling? <laughs> good, good. I'm hanging in here. Get get up to the mic, but don't don't be shy. Don't be shy. He's enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Just enjoying myself here, listening yeah. to uh, to Brett talk. <laughs> so so Brett, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. Yeah. Um, the what following year, the 2019 2020 year. You went to the Sioux, but ended up not dressing in any games based on what I read on Elite Prospects. Uh, the Sioux then traded you back to your hometown of the Sudbury Wolves. Tell us about that whole experience and how it felt to be not only traded back home despite not getting into the lineup with the Greyhounds. Like, how did that whole situation so, go? So, and, and I think I think that stems back, like, you didn't even get traded right away from the Sioux. It wasn't right? in November? No, I, I it was you got so, traded at the deadline, I believe. Oh my god. No, no, no. So uh There you go. We're all over the map. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, I played another full season in the right. Sioux. We missed twenty eighteen nineteen. So Wait, we'll talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So first I played a full year there and then I came back for my third year and then I played in the exhibition games, but this Last year, they were more of in like a rebuild year, so they're looking to more develop younger, new prospects that are 16, 17-year-olds. So I was then put on waivers, and then um, I had a kind of decision to make. So I was going to get picked up by the Quebec Ramparts, and I could have went to the queue, but that's also when you think about uh, my kind of decision was, do I go 12 hours away don't know what it's going to be like, how much I'm going to play. Or I had another decision where, you know what, I can come home and actually what I did is go to CIS OUA and play for Laurentian, my hometown university team, and start my degree where now, not that the dream's out of it, but it's just going to take an extra four years after I get my education and then try to work right. it that way. Right, and I believe that, so you leave the Sioux, they let you go, they hold on to your rights, yeah. Um, and you and you decide to go CIS, which is which is a great route, and and I'm sure you you were you know you've been home, gone away from home for almost four three years. four years, right? Yeah. So it was good to come home. He missed us. He missed us. He missed us exactly. <laughs> so talk to us about a little bit of, of 
of Laurentian that year, and then we'll obviously get on to what unfolded near the end of the season. Yeah. So, um, Laurentian was awesome. So I ended up coming back, and I came back on a Wednesday, like a middle of the week, and. I remember the, getting the snaps. I was fired up, just <laughs> blasting tunes. And yeah, I'm coming home, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was. I was happy to finally be coming home, especially at the end of the Sioux and uh, all that. But uh, went out to the doghouse that night with the boys. Yeah, was I was crushing the two for ones. And, yeah, absolutely, uh, <laughs> absolutely can't can't beat it. Can't yeah, beat it. we were excited, but uh, let's be honest, Brett's girlfriend was pretty excited. Yeah, because she, she he was, was coming too. home. No. Yeah, so. Yeah. so uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, I came home and that Saturday we ended up having an exhibition team versus Nip and Nip's known for more physical team and I just get on I I skated once with them so yeah. the, our coach is like it's the last exhibition game I'm not gonna throw you against these guys that are gonna take your head off and all that like spend another week skating with the boys we'll see and he's like I'll try to get you in the lineup so first weekend um, we prepare all week I get my classes set up I do all that you know I'm like transitioning it's nice i like it being back home and then uh we play of course first weekend queens defending Qu- champs. yeah defending champs mm-hmm. so we end up getting uh i think spanked 4-1 and then you know what we ended up turning around the next day beating them 4-1 homecoming to fans barn never yeah, seen countryside buzz like that part. before yeah. And uh, luckily enough, I was played both games. Was getting the opportunity to throw in the lineup up there. Can't thank the coach enough for that. And uh, <laughs> yeah. was able to get my first goal too on that homecoming. Right. Yeah, was, all the students. Yeah, 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 that was a feeling I'll probably never forget yeah. for sure. Because made sure I knew that one went in, not a deflection. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, then just going through that season, you know, it unfolded. Like that was one of our few wins, unfortunately, but. Right. But then at the deadline there, Susla has my rights and Yeah, so so yeah. Right before you get to that, just a couple questions. So first off, so now we're heading near the end of the season, about February, right? This is uh like January, middle of January. Many January, okay. So now you've you've played in the OHL where, you know, you're playing sixteen to twenty year olds. Now you move to CIS OUA hockey, sorry, which is, you know, you were the youngest guy by far in the league at 19 years old and there's guys that are like 25 yeah. right mm-hmm. so t- tell us about that uh first and then we'll get into to what unfolded okay yeah so um i ended up finding out that i was actually the youngest player to ever play in the league so that was pretty cool to i remember to you actually out. being at the top of the leaderboard for points at one point were you not yeah, so I think it was the first couple of weeks you in. Had a hot start. Yeah, hot start. I was over a point per game and stuff, and uh, and our line was just gelling everything. We were uh, ended up we were at like a good five hundred record too, so we were we were gelling for sure. And then, um, yeah, sorry. So, like, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. It's fine. So you're playing older guys. Yeah, yeah. So older guys. That's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure, it's definitely different. Like all these guys have already played four or five years in the OHL, and yeah. compared to me, like I'm a younger kid. Baby and face comes in. Baby right. face, I can't even grow facial hair still. <laughs> and these guys full grown beards, <laughs> full grown beards are like beach buzz growing. Yeah. They're six four, two twenty, and I'm like. It's true, folks. <laughs> Stevie can attest to that. Yeah, and I'm like 185 pounds and like... Soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie from the rough. <laughs> and yeah, like it just... It was just different, but like you adapt quickly and definitely playing on the bigger ice, like Olympic size, gave me kind of more space to work where I knew like, right. okay, these bigger guys might be stronger and faster, but like I, I think my hockey sense kind of took over. I knew where to position myself so I don't get hurt and whatnot. Right. So, February, um, the trade deadline happens in the OHL, right? In the yeah. OHL, yeah. So, keep, so let's keep the in mind, he's playing, right now he's playing for the Laurentian. So, this is where it gets this a little crazy. bit, yeah, it, this gets a little confusing, folks. So, bear with us. <laughs> so, you're with LU till February. So, this is a completely different league in the OUA. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Sioux still has 
uh, like his rights in the OHL. Yeah. So exactly. So Lorenz is near in the end. You know, you're not making playoffs. Yeah. So, so let take us through what happened on trade deadline day for the OHL. Exactly. So um, it's we know we're not going to make a playoff spot at this point with Lorenzen, and we have I think ten games left, and we just know it's out of reach. Unfortunately, it would have been nice to stick with the boys, but um, I get a call from my coach. I'm, we're supposed to have a morning because we just played Thursday night versus Ontario Tech, and then the following Friday we have like a morning skate. We're supposed right. to play them again that night because right. we go back to back. And and sorry to cut you off, but like Tom mentioned, you were having a really good like year, Lawrence. You know, you're leading the team in points at the time. Yeah, you had 13 points in 19 games. Like you were you were at. Like, for a rookie, you're almost point per game. That's, that's yeah, really good. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, no, it was nice. Like, I was – I had to have my confidence up back to where I was when mm-hmm. I was younger. And I was getting all the ice time. And, you know, it was nice to finally be, like, one of the go-to guys. So, that was for sure helped me with, like, my confidence and all that. And I was really enjoying hockey at that time. So, then I get um, offered this deal. So, my coach calls me. I get out of the shower. He's like, give me a call because I missed his call. So I'm about to head to morning skate, and then he goes, "Well, just so you know, uh, I was the Wolves GM called me, and they said they wanted me to trade like your rights from the Sioux back home to the Wolves." And he's like, "You can still take all your courses. Um, I think you should do this. We're not going to make playoffs. Go get on the ice as much as you can. Do that. You know, you'll get some extra stuff for schooling, and it'll just help you in the long run here as well." So I said, "Well." Um, if you're saying like okay I don't want to just like leave the boys and the team but he goes like he's telling me do it it's going to benefit so I said yeah for sure so then I ended up calling my parents discussing and they said yeah for sure go ahead like let's do this so I ended up getting a call from Rob Papineau the Wolves GM and he explained to me everything so it was awesome. I was able to come back on my hometown team which is pretty uh, sick because you'd, cool. you'd mm-hmm. watch playing them every Friday night Get another Settle. year of schooling too. Yeah, another right. year of schooling, and he goes, "Well, we want to get you that right away." So you know what? Tonight you're in the lineup. So it was pretty sick. Got to, uh, you know, get like all my gear, number, everything. Not, and yeah. So you know, I like it's crazy going from one league to the next in 24 hours. B- best part from that game, I remember sitting in the sitting in the stands. Brett Jackson's played his first game for several. He texted us. He's like, "Hey." I'm in the lineup today. Like, <laughs> this is a crazy. I just watched him play yeah, all for the, the ranch boys. in the uh, last week, and now he's playing for the Wolves. Big game. You're playing North the night Bay. before you're at the game, right? The right. And then the day, <laughs> yeah. Thursday right. night. Thursday yeah. night. So 24 so, hours later, I was in the stands again by the Wolves arena. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're in the stands. I believe you're playing North of the Bay. Yes, right. Yeah. So it's his first game, but we don't get to see him don the blue and gray. They're wearing the doctor uniforms. For, yeah. For. Um, Health Sciences North, they were doing a fundraiser for that game. Yeah. And I guess Brett Jacklin gets the call for the starting lineup. So we see him on the we see him on the lineup. Oh, like, yeah. oh my god. I'm like, they're gonna announce his name. <laughs> we're going nuts. We're sitting there. This, this guy's this is like what a what a, a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, what a oh, what yeah. a roller coaster ride. So they start going through the names, you know. Starting center, Quinn Byfield, number 55. Not a big deal, Not second be- overall. Thing. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and then he go, He's I think money. I think you're playing, uh, uh, what's his name, Matt Pecker? Pecker? Yeah. Um, Picard. Picard, Picard, sorry, yeah. Sorry, we butcher names here. Um, <laughs> and then, and then you know, they go through the, the whole rest of the starting lineup. And, and we're like, oh my God, they saved Brett Jackson's name for last hometown kid. He's Big back Mike in town. Big, I'm getting ready to go. Next thing you hear. 71. Last 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 name to be called for the Serbian Wolves, uh, number seventy one, David Levin. <laughs> we're like, what? What's going on? This is Jacko's name supposed to be called. <laughs> so I guess I guess still, long story short, Stillman must have forgot to let him know that you know he made a quick change and threw Jacko in the lineup, yeah, starting lineup. So they now they didn't get to announce his name. I know. But- oh man. Yeah. What a story! That no, was, that was that was, was funny. I remember that too. That was that was funny. I was expecting it too. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, this is gonna be cool." I'll maybe hear some roars, and then David Levin. Yeah. Um. So yeah. No, 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 nothing against David Levin. Just you know, no huge beauty, it, but yeah. just uh, <laughs> I was expecting mine, not his former first overall pick. <laughs> it's um, that good. 
<laughs> so ultimately, uh, Brad, talk to us about how it felt to play in front of your family and your friends. I know you talked about it a little bit, but just talk to us about maybe that first shift in that you know, home arena. Yeah, no, it's definitely a different using on the opposing bench in that arena, but yeah. no, it was nice to have all my friends and family there, even like aunts, uncles, and then uh, all the boys, of course, they were banging on the glass and warm-ups, they were going nuts, so that was, that was funny and a couple chuckles, but uh, no, I uh, wasn't too nervous, uh, just trying to take us another game and kind of trying to keep rolling with the same mojo I had in Laurentian and mm-hmm. bring that to the Wolves, so... You know, it was nice to finally like kind of be back in the OHL and like right. play against those guys I knew and kind of same with like guys I uh, grew up with, like Brad Shenny. Now he just got traded their hometown yeah, player, awesome. so it was kind of cool. Both of us playing on our hometown teams. Yeah, that's weird. so. No, it was just uh, pretty cool, kind of like childhood dream, and yeah. kind of sucks got off after my first shift, and as I was changing, they're going the other way, and. My uh, right winger who changed for me scored right after. So right, I maybe could have been my first as a wolf, but we'll never know. Yeah, um, talk to us about playing. Talk talk to us about playing with Quinn Byfield. Obviously, guy went number two this year. Talley, which is pretty sick, and just like being a, being a younger kid in the league. Um, how was it playing with him and and yeah. just yeah your overall experience playing yeah. with him? Well. It's crazy for being a second-year player, 17 years old, and dominating like he does. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. He's a he's a man uh, amongst kids out there, and he's one of the younger guys. It's just crazy. Like, his physique, he's he's big, he's strong, he's fast. He's got it all. He's got the shot, too. He looked me off on a three-on-one. I remember uh, in the first game, right? Yeah. He had a, he had they're a, coming out on a three-on-one. <laughs> Jacko back door. He's going to get his We're first touch of Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Sock. Yeah, it's sock. <laughs> you, listen, we throw a lot of chicklets. You're going to hear a lot of chicklets, Alibs. We give full credit to spin chicklets when we say these things. It's yeah, just, we're not it's just that's, steal it. that's just how the boys flow here. But, anyways, Mr. Fan again. Jacko gets looked off. Yeah. And sure enough, he scores on He that ripped, goal. like, short side, bar down, like, just a piss missile. Yeah. But you can't be mad. You know what? I'll take the plus. Yeah. No, um, get on the but, score sheet somehow. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I think I had a couple sheet. penalties that day too. So, you know what? But it was – it's crazy. Like the way he dominates yeah. the game and just controls it, it's it's unbelievable. And you can tell why he went second overall. And he's going to do great things in the NHL too. So move away from Laurentian a little bit. So you got traded to Sudbury and you play five games with them. Yeah. And I believe in the fourth or fifth game, correct me if I'm – Wrong. Yeah, you dropped the mitts. You talk about getting on the score sheet. We're talking about getting on the score sheet <laughs> plus minus. This brother gets in a fight. Yeah. yeah. So I remember seeing the pictures, and I remember you telling all of us, just hammered but, uh, the ass. You're never known as a fighter. Maybe if you would have started fighting earlier, you'd have been maybe in the show. Well, I mean, look at his hands; they're just cinder blocks. <laughs> 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 <Talk to, laughs> yeah. Just talk to us about the whole, that whole experience about actually punching someone in the head. So yeah, time. like he never fought before, you know. Like, a few times, you know, play on the physical side, but you never to the point where you go back and forth and get into a fight. So, we were on a little road trip. We played, uh, it was our first night. It was the Friday night. We had a 3-3. Three and three. We played Oshawa in Oshawa, Barry and, o- and Barry, and then came home that Sunday versus Niagara. So, it was our first night, and um, I kind of got, there's, I think there was like six minutes left in the third or so. And I kind of get bumped from behind. Like, it wasn't bad. And then Murr, Blake Murray, comes out of nowhere and just hammers this guy. <laughs> it's, like, sticking up for me. And I get up, and this guy gets up at the same time. And I think he, he thinks I'm Murr. And he just turns around and drops the gloves. And I'm like, oh, shit, we're going. <laughs> so I just I just throw him on, throw him off, and I just grab on. And I'm just, like, for dear life, I ended up ripping his almost whole jersey in half because I was just That's holding awesome. on. Cinder block. Yeah. Cinder <laughs> I was just grabbing on and I was just throwing haymakers. Didn't know what I was doing. Just throwing in his direction. Ended up hitting him right away. Cut his face open and uh, got the takedown. But it, it was a short-lived fight. But the adrenaline was crazy. It was fun. Um, Had to do it once. Yeah. You got you to do it once. But it was definitely Even experience. Stevie got in a fight. Hey, Stevie. We'll yeah. get into that in the next but, <laughs> But no, no damages to myself. I was able to play the other uh, two games that weekend, and uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. 
Um, For sure. To, so to go on to that point, um, you end up playing five games with the Wolves, but you split time with the Wolves and Rayside Belfour, which yeah. is the, the junior team here in Sudbury. So talk to us a little bit maybe about the different talent level from the OHL with Byfield and all the, the high-end talent of Sudbury. And you're playing with guys you grew up playing with back in your Sudbury days, like... Uh, Dukas Dupuy and Clark and all those guys. If, yeah. If we continue to play yeah. hockey. Right. No, we would have been on that team. We would have been partners. Yeah, yeah. But also, let's keep in mind, folks, this is his third team in one year. Like, what? Just a roller coaster <laughs> yeah. of a season. But they're but, all from Sudbury. Sudbury he, he, Brett <laughs> Jacklin is the Sudbury suitcase. He could have played. He played on every team he could have. I think he played on our beer league team. He, well, he, he did. He, <laughs> I he did. For the Pink Winnies in the Coniston Hockey League. doesn't he say a, that. He played a couple, no, I know. It is brutal. should be on. Yeah, I went for uh, the Triple Crown that year in the Sudbury edition. <laughs> Played on all, uh, all, all three teams. But no, um, it was cool for sure reuniting with uh, all the boys I grew up playing with. But uh, definitely big difference in talent and even structure of play. So um, as much as I could playing for the Wolves and practicing what I would do mostly and then playing the occasional kind of game just on the weekend with Rayside. I mean, it is what it is. And I just try to kind of stick with with the Wolves as much as I could with the higher talent just so it pushed me to become a better player and help mm-hmm. me, obviously, in the years coming. But Rayside for sure is. They were a great team. They were uh, very dominant. And it would have been kind of cool to see the run that they could have went on when they did uh, – if they did play playoffs but didn't due to COVID. Right. Yeah, so – yeah, look at this guy. Yeah. He's, he's trying to Yeah, you, you lead us right into the next question. for us. Yeah. Right into the next question. And obviously, you know I do, eh, Stevie? Yeah. <laughs> obviously, you know, this pandemic's affected everyone. It's been kind of crazy with COVID-19. So COVID hits in late March. Season ends, unfortunate. Not sure. It looks like you're going to lean leaning towards playing for Laurentian next year. So talk to us about your future plans, what you've been doing um, to, to – you know, train and, and skate during these times. And, uh, yeah, what, what's your plans for next year? So, yeah, um, plan was to go, you know what, it was good. Even if I think going back to um, the OHL was an option, I don't know if I would because I was looking to continue with my schooling. School, right? Yeah, taking a full course load and kind of getting a head start and keep continuing that going into my second year. So um, just – you know, during the pandemic, like not having access to the gym and trainer like I usually do, I ended up going off and buying a whole home gym, like the squat rack, um, bench, bar, weights, all that. Really? Okay. I can't really yeah, was a uh, was <laughs> <laughs> Steve's old yeah. yeah. no, was no. uh was actually lucky enough to train with my good buddy Al Chimino yeah, and put him we, through the we ringer. Put in, we put in the work yet. Yeah. yeah, so we uh not for the ID Cup <laughs> Yeah, no, I, my golf game suffered. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm shooting shots at everybody right now. <laughs> so So yeah, we were able to train hard kind of uh I think it was April, so like maybe a couple weeks after the season got cancelled, just kinda getting ready for the long off season. And uh, did that four times a week and then was able to uh, skate a couple times a week too at our HP with Damien Giroux. And um, we were able to just, us too, because that's all we were allowed at the time. But now uh, getting back to uh, the season schooling, we're in that. And unfortunately on Thursday, our season got canceled, but I'm oh, still going to still gonna practice with the boys a couple times a week, work out, and we'll do that. And uh, just kind of... Get ready, and do whatever we can to play when we do. Whether that's uh, next year, two years, you never know. But hopefully, we're looking to get ready going in uh, October twenty twenty one. And you guys just found out what a couple of days ago that OUA's canceled till yeah. next March. So yeah, like what's the plan from now until I don't know March? Was that six seven just, months? To... Yeah. So we're gonna have ice with our team, the Laurentian team, and just kind of. If the boys want to stay here and train, they can or go home. Whatever the best is situation them for them to uh, mm-hmm. get their education done, which is a big uh, priority. And then trying to hop on the ice with uh, the Wolves guys still too, while I can, and trying to just skate and do whatever. Man, that must be tough for graduating players that are. Yeah. Yeah. To, what a way to end out. Yeah, that's tough for them. Your whole career, and you have to end it due to a pandemic. I know it's tough for them. Luckily, I still have a few more years, and 
and this actually doesn't affect the year of eligibility which is nice okay. so i can play an extra year if i want to but uh yep just gonna keep on working out and skiing as much as i can just getting ready for whenever the season may start now that's where we get to uh chime in the other guest so now you're also stuck with steve who's helping, that uh, <laughs> he's helping laurentian out uh Talk to us about how uh, Steven's doing so far, Brett, and then we'll get Steve to chime in there, too. Um, well, I, I guess he only shows up part-time, but... Uh, yeah, some fan of meetings every Wednesday. Yeah, he, I don't know what that's about. I think he's uh, <laughs> I think he's on a lunch date with a new girl every Wednesday. <laughs> but, Steve, Stevie's uh, working on the stock market. You know, he's, he's invest in Tesla. Please, please, let's just drive the market up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Steve's doing on Wednesdays, but he comes Fridays. He pushes bucks around, does a couple hot laps. It's nice to see him out there. Uh, Jackal, pass the puck, Jackal. Yeah, and every Jackal, time. you gotta be shooting, or Jackal, where's the backdoor one tease? Stevie, Stevie, this is in Hong Kong. Uh, but no, <laughs> no, it's it's fun to have a a buddy that you hang out with all summer back on the. Ice with the, even though he's coaching, so it's going to be a bit different. But uh, it'll be nice next year to see how he is with uh, actual games and behind the bench. But it should be fun, and it's a good addition. Guy, guy has a lot of hockey knowledge. Big morale guy. Yeah, big morale guy. He's going to be great for road trips. Boy, so boys will love him. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Road trips aren't going to know what hit them for us, uh, Stevie. <laughs> but, uh, no, it'll be fun to have him on the road behind the bench and stuff. And he definitely knows his, his hockey. Also an interesting dynamic, you two were partners in the well-known ID Cup uh, this summer. So, you know, you guys grew up, at, now, now you're friends, you know, you played a couple matches together in the, uh, in the ID Cup. Um, just talk about, I guess, you know, that summer, you being a late addition for uh, Stevie's brother, Ryan Johnson, who's chasing girls in California. But and who's on well, the that, we'll, <laughs> we'll save that for a later date. Lifetime ban as well, poor Ryan guy, you know what? Yeah, that's tough. Those um, boys that's what I was nice. gonna say. Best best dressed duo there is <laughs> in ID Cup history. Yeah, no It'll question. never be broken. No the question. maroon pants and the black polo, yeah, black game hat, over. classy game over. The ladies loved it. Oh yeah, helped us go low too. Yeah, we were we were <laughs> solid. We, yeah, we were solid. I think. Uh, did you did you Stevie? You picked Brett in the draft of the playoffs. No, no, I was no. picked second you, overall, you actually. With, yeah. But I'm glad you asked. Is that good? Uh, <laughs> but he lost the first. But uh, dummy. No, but I was with Augie. Yeah, okay. yeah, August, August picked me. So. But uh, no, uh, we just played round robin together. We uh, we didn't go uh, as as planned. I think we lost. Who do we play? I don't remember. Who do we, who do we play? Who do we lose to? Step Bros. Yeah, the Step Bros. Mason uh, the, Savage and. Alex McCullough. Who ended up? We played well. Game. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. We blew. I blew it on on the extra holes. You blew it on eighteen. <laughs> yeah, that, just throwing each other under the bus. Yeah, I love it's it. true. I, I, you were on a route. I, I like. What you took you three to three <laughs> shots. When, when I'm on when I'm on a tree and I can't. Oh, I can't that was all. Tough. That was tough. That was all. That was yeah. playoff hole. I, I hit a nice. Nice were you nervous shot. when you when you were hitting that shot? That's what I, I want to know. Brett has also told me that he has been more nervous for golf tee shots than certain OHL games. No, that's true. 100% that would be accurate. Especially after you topped it the first time with the, with the whole patio looking hey, at you. Remember that? That's, that was for fun. So we redeemed ourselves on that. Uh, that's right. Actual, that was a practice round. Yeah, on the actual first, <laughs> first round. But no, it's... I don't know why. It's just... I guess you play the game for so long that when you start an OHL game or something or a OUA game, you don't get nervous anymore. It's just something you do every day where golf, it's uh, it's just you and the ball. So you get a little nervous out there. So obviously, guys, we can uh, talk here all night, but uh, we took up a lot of your time. <laughs> appreciate <laughs> so it. So we appreciate that. But uh, Brent, last couple questions here uh, quickly. So your journey through, obviously, your minor hockey days in Sudbury, playing for Elliott Lake, and obviously the Sioux getting drafted by them, coming back home to play for Laurentian, spending time with the Wolves and Rayside. Uh, who has always been? Who has always been someone that's uh, been there for you during these like maybe difficult times in your career? If you have anyone you want to thank, or um, yeah, of course. I I think it's a bit of a cliche, but like every hockey hockey player, their parents. You can't thank them enough. Um, like the stuff they do for me. <laughs> Just 
Steve, you have to keep it professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve, you're almost Eddie Cup mates. Yeah, we're almost no. Um, like, the time they take for me, like, helping with the decisions that are tough, obviously. I had to make three real tough decisions that year. Mm-hmm. And they were there the whole time supporting me, no matter what. Even if they said, if I want to go play freaking chess, they'll support me doing right. that. Yeah. yeah, but... No, they were Which is nothing wrong. No, nothing wrong. Just to clear it up. <laughs> yeah, it's just another sport. That's all. Um, but no, they they've been there the whole time, and I can't thank them enough. Like um, support coming to every game, even like bringing out my ninety-one-year-old grandma in a freezing barn. Like they countless road trips down to the Sioux. That's three hours. Yeah. Hotel rooms all weekend. Going out for dinner, like gas. It's. Yeah. I just can't thank them enough, and even just growing up as a kid. Yeah. And then also definitely the boys too for supporting me too and coming to all the games. It really really means a lot and uh, just love everyone that helped me to get there. That's awesome. Good stuff. Well, listen, we'll, we'll give a shout out to Dean and Chantel Jacklin. They they let us set up the podcast downstairs. The they're o- they're always open to having us uh, yeah. having the boys over. All which the boys are family yeah, here, which means the world to us. Um, and you know we'll shout out their business too, Silver Cross. Um, All your home and healthcare needs. Go see Silver go Cross. Go see Silver Cross. Notre Dame. Absolutely. Yeah, free ad definitely for uh, Dino <laughs> and Shawnee. Absolute beauty. So, listen, Brett, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the pod. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll chat soon. Yeah, thank and you, all boys. All the best with uh, your, your years coming up with Laurentian. Hopefully, maybe next uh, year after Laurentian, you can maybe play in the German League or maybe go visit China where uh, Steve will play there. And, and we're going to yeah. get right into that, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, without any further ado... Thanks so much, Brett. Yeah, thank you, boys. It was a pleasure. And that was the interview with Brett Jack, and what a treat. Um, great interview and, and just a great kid. Uh, Tommy, what did you think about it? Um, well, the story that really got me going was talk about the draft day. Like, I know that we're close, uh, buddies, close buddies with him, and you're always texting him on draft day to see when he gets drafted, but to hear that he went to a Dairy Queen, get a blizzard and got Molly some treats there or whatever. And Chantel was at home hitting refresh. So just I think that was, that was a uh, cool story. Maybe she called some GMs. We don't know about that yet, but um, I think Sean is low key the agent. Maybe. Hey, maybe Brett's paying her under the table. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, But, Sean and Dino, Brett's parents, just absolute beauties. And you can tell they raised a great kid. And as you can tell, the Jackal jerseys in the back here, um, showcasing some local talent from the Sioux. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an awesome interview. Um, one of my favorite stories probably was just the way he, uh, his season went last year. I mean, he went around three teams. Mm-hmm. That was, was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, playing on three teams is not, is not easy. And lighting it up on on two of them is yeah. is pretty impressive too. Yeah, like taking that over his years in the OHL, both with the Grounds and the Wolves, like some players arguably don't really play with that elite of talent, right? Brett had no. arguably that best Sioux team. He played, yeah, on probably the best. Like Sioux he named, he named his interview Frost, Hayton, all those guys. Fifty-five wins? You kidding me? And then he gets traded to the Wolves on the deadline, and he's. Stuck with Byfield on a three-on-one. Like, now this guy's signed for the max entry level. Like, Second all, oh, yeah. Played with all the best talent on both teams. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, it was it an was awesome interview, and uh, we're glad to get him on the show. And I'm sure if we ever got asked him again, he'd come out for sure. For sure. So, yes. again, big thanks, Jackal. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much.